This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. If you're learning and you're looking to learn more about internships in the professional community, this is the podcast for you. Today, Our podcast features Lauren Berger, CEO and founder of InterClean. After graduating from University of Central Florida in 2006 in communications and successfully completing 15 internships, hold on, that was maybe a typo. No, it actually says 15 internships while in college. Lauren founded InterClean in 2009 after realizing the need of a better platform for individuals looking to gain internship experience. Lauren will be sharing her story of starting InterClean and advice she has for those currently seeking or working in internships. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Lauren, tell tell us a little bit about your experience with so many internships in the past uh, you had in college. What what was the um, what was it that influenced you to really start InterClean? Yeah, great question. So I had 15 internships when I was in college, and each experience taught me just more about myself, both personally and professionally. You know, there were some things I loved to do and some things that I hated to do at these internships. And I remember as a student, I was constantly seeking internship advice at bookstores, online, and I usually fell up you know, pretty short. I would find articles on monster.com or careerbuilder.com, you know, websites you don't hear that much about anymore. And um, I just felt sort of lost. And I longed for a community where I really felt like someone was taking an interest in me professionally and wanted to help me get, you know, from college to career. And so that's really what I created with Intern Queen was a community and a place where people could feel like they had an intern cheerleader or an intern queen, you could say, in their corner. I love it. So 15 internships. So I imagine through those 15 internships, there were some great things you learned and some things that you wish that um, you had the experience to like, right? So... So in so many words, like, t- what was the best internship experience you had and what was the, the worst? Um, you know, I feel like I, I change. I, I obviously get asked that a lot, like, what was my favorite internship? And I feel like I, I, I change it sometimes. Um, I would say that my fa- one of my favorite internships was at uh, the Daily Buzz. The Daily Buzz was a nationally syndicated morning show. I'm not sure if you remember it. It, it, I think, was put off the air around April 2015. But it was a nationally syndicated morning show. It was on in, like, 35 different markets around the U.S. And kind of like the Today Show, but um, it was filmed locally in Orlando, Florida, where I was going to school. And I would intern there at 4 in the morning because it was a morning show. So I would intern from, like, 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. 
and it was such a crazy schedule and such a wild experience and I really bonded with all of the other interns throughout the process. I can imagine at 4 a.m. that a lot of your um, fellow college students were probably not getting up and doing internships at that at that point where you exactly. always it was like my roommates were still partying and I was like, Bye guys, right. I gotta go to my internship now. So I can imagine was, you were getting you were getting back from the night before and then all of a sudden you were like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna go right to my uh work internship. But what was it that got you motivated to do that? Because I think most people think about four AM and they're thinking about that's what time they're going to sleep or turning off the lights in college and not when they're starting a, a an internship. Right. Right. You know, I think it was just something about how bizarre it all was that kind of lured me into it. It was just so different than what I had done and what my friends were doing. And so I was really interested. And there was a big group of us. So, again, we really all bonded together. And, you know, it was television. So there was some glamour there, too. They would have the local celebrities on the morning show. So we got to brush elbows with people like Carrot Top. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a really cool experience. So that was probably my favorite. And then I don't know that I had a worst internship experience. You know, looking back, I did intern at um, Transcon, which, you know, back in like the early 2000s, Transcontinental was a huge thing in Orlando. It was, I don't know if you remember, it was Lou Pearlman's company. Lou Pearlman, um, I think recently passed away in prison. <laughs> he was the guy behind like all of the boy bands that eventually got arrested and, and, and the whole nine yards. So, I wouldn't say it was my worst experience because when I was there, it was like a thing. Every everybody wanted to be there, but you know, looking back, you think about what was happening around you, and you're like, "Huh, how legit was that?" If you knew it was happening around you at the time, and you had the perspective, would you have told an intern, or would you have told yourself back in uh, the early 2000s? Would you have told yourself, "Hey, you know what? You should walk away from this internship," or was there valuable? Uh, experience by just kind of sticking through it at that specific internship correct yeah i mean you know again at the time like he owned all of downtown orlando and uh, it was the place to be so there was nothing that you know there were there were some newspaper articles but everyone in orlando was like that is like the internship to have so at the time i probably wouldn't have done anything differently um but again it does make you kind of think back and think, huh, all those boy bands that were around, what was happening? Right. What, what was the situation there? I, I'm still unsure what it was. So I'm wondering, I, I'm, I'm wondering uh, if someone's in an internship now or they're about to start one or they're, you know, maybe a couple months in and they're not really enjoying the work. They know this is not what they're going to do. Should they uh, pull the ripcord or is there value in them staying in it? Um, to show that they've, you know, dedicated some time to a, a certain place? You know, I think it really depends on the situation. We actually just had someone, um, we, we just had someone leave an internship and, you know, they wrote a, prof after two weeks, they realized it wasn't for them. They wrote a professional email and, you know, it was, it was followed up with, you know, they had graduated and it was a job, they got a job offer from another company. So I think that there is a world in which, you know, it, it can work out. I think if you're a currently enrolled student, 
um, and you don't have a lot of experiences under your belt, you know, you just have to walk a careful line. You obviously don't want to burn any bridges. So I usually say give it two weeks. And if there's a supervisor at your internship that you can talk to, great. Um, the student that I was just referencing, she was able to speak with her um, internship professor at school who was helpful as well. So I think, you know, talk to the mentors and people around you and, and you know, you got to kind of evaluate each situation. Um, and then aside from that, if you're ever in an internship that you're uncomfortable with, you know, that's a whole other situation. And I always say, you know, to see something, you've got to say something, whether it's sexual harassment or you're being treated poorly or unfairly at work, you've got you to tell someone. So whether that's if you're comfortable with a supervisor at work, great. But otherwise, you know, bring in your professor, your career center, a parent if you need to. Um, but definitely, you know, take action if you're feeling uncomfortable. I know that when we um, hire interns, I always look at their past internships and I call and want to find out about references. And, um, you know, obviously, if they have a good reference from it, it always makes me feel more comfortable in, in bringing them on. From our firm. And so I would even say that if someone is, I mean, obviously, if they're going through like a sexual harassment or something or like a wage an hour, then obviously that, you know, that negates the point. But I'm talking about somebody who just really doesn't enjoy what they're doing. And they're like, you know what, I really have no passion for this. I still appreciate the fact if they if they tell me that and they've stayed where they were for a period of time, because then you kind of know if the going gets tough, they're going to be loyal and they're, they're going to try to figure out a way to make it work and they, and they stick it out a little bit longer. And ultimately when they uh, decide to leave, I can see that they've really tried every angle to stay at a certain place. And so I always love when I, when I find out that someone really didn't enjoy what they were doing, but they, they stuck it out a little bit longer, just shows dedication to the, the company that, you know, took the chance on, on entering them in general. But I was curious to have your take on that, given that you've done so many internships and that you're, you're working with a company placing people. If you, if do people, do you tend to give them advice to stay a little bit longer than they normally would in, if they're, if they're not happy or, or is it really makes sense? Hey, look, if this is not something that they want to continue with, should they really just pull the ripcord? Yeah. I, mean, I think at the end of the day, like if you're not happy in an internship, it's not going to do you a service or your employer, right? If you're miserable at work, that's a bad situation that nobody wants to be in. So I say after two weeks, sit down with your supervisor, be solution-oriented, come up with a list of tasks that you do want to work on, give it another week or so. But if you just feel like this is a bad situation for you, then, you know, at the end of the day, you do have to be a little selfish, and I think you do have to do what's best for you. I would hate to have a student who spends an entire summer at a place where they're miserable, you know, no matter what that place is. And um, I think that you know, people being ha- happy and feeling good about themselves is, is probably these days a little bit more important than, than, a, than a positive reference from a company that you had a terrible time with, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately. Now, I think there's a difference between really not liking an internship and then thinking, you know what, I, I don't mind this experience, but this isn't what I want to do when I graduate. I think internships are very helpful in helping one figure that out. Um, so, you know, there is a difference. Like, there's, oh, this internship is fine. I don't want to do this after I graduate, but this is fine. And then there's, like, I hate going to work every day. And we've all been there, and that's awful. So I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Of course but, um, not. Of course not. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if. We can all my best piece of advice. I'm, I'm curious if um, part of that 
is, you know, if they're working with somebody like you before going into an internship versus just kind of doing it on their own, if that is where you found the need for someone in your profession. And then if you think there are um, a lot of students, like what do you think students are missing or failing to do when, when applying or, 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 or doing an internship? What, what are they missing out on when they're applying or, or trying to complete? Is there any suggestions that you have? What do you mean exactly? So when companies are looking to pick different applicants and students are wanting to apply at different companies, but they're maybe not getting the internship they want, um, is there something that they should be doing to help them get the position that they want or to help them get into the company they want? Because I feel like if they can find a place up front that they know they want to be in that field or really learn about that field, and they do some more due diligence up front, then maybe there is a way for them to stay a little bit longer and ultimately figure out if that is the path they want to go. So maybe it's like more pre-work before they get to the internship that they actually want to go to instead of settling for something that they really don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm, ex sorry. <laughs> I don't know that I'm exactly following the question, but I mean, I think in terms of, you know, preparing for an internship, you know, I think there's, probably only so much you can do as a student. You know, I think you can talk to previous interns, you can research the company company and all that, and you probably still won't be as prepared as you wish you were on day one. I think an internship is all about the learning, you know, the learning curve of it all. Um, you know, should people hold out for the internship of their dreams? You know, probably yes, you know, yes and no. Um, I always say, like, you know, the internship of your dreams, if they're unorganized, if essentially, you know, don't have their summer interns yet and you have another good offer on the table, you know, again, you have to do what's best for you. And sometimes waiting for other companies is, is not the answer. And then in terms of turning an internship into a job, I think, uh, you know, sitting down with your supervisors halfway through the internship and telling them that you are interested in the opportunity to become a job and asking them for their advice, always playing the advice card and never putting anybody on the spot in terms of giving you a job offer is really important. So, Tell us then about InterQueen and how that uh, fits in the picture for, for college students. Yeah, so, you know, I always say that, like, inter, Intern Queen is a resource. Like, we're never going to help every student get it, get placed everywhere. Like, that that probably won't happen, but I think what can happen is that we can be a helpful resource and point people in the right direction. So that could mean helping a student actually get an internship because we do post you know, several internships every season on internqueen.com, and it's free for students to apply, so it should definitely be part of their internship search and part of the application process. Um, I think we can also be just a helpful resource in terms of advice for any stage of the internship, whether it's, you know, to your point, pre-internship, during the internship, or post-internship, or really figuring out how to leverage the experience and turn it into a job. So, um you know, we can be helpful in terms of connecting them with an interesting blog. We have our YouTube channel. You know, we have content coming out of our eyeballs about internships, and we try to make sure that it's all valuable and helpful, and we're not just kind of producing content to produce content. So our goal is always to just take students by the hand and really just point them in the right direction. And hopefully, you know, because the content is all written by me, we can, you know, we can do that. I'm, so I'm curious. I'm, I'm a college student. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm excited to like go try a bunch of internships and I feel comfortable maybe bouncing around and trying really 
after hearing you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more comfortable about I'm in one. I don't like it. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to go to Interqueen and re read their blog and see what they've got going on. Okay. Now I'm hearing that it's free. So you're providing this unbelievable resource for these college kids. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, how does, why do they do this for free? How does Interqueen make money? What's the catch? We make money from companies, not from students, which is the cool part. So we literally don't charge students. So I think if you're a college student, like the, the to-do list, right, would be number one, um, just make sure you're following us everywhere. So like on Instagram, we're always pushing out new opportunities in real time using Instagram story. So following Intern Queen on Instagram is crucial. I think your the best advice you're going to get today is probably from our YouTube channel. We post new videos every Wednesday. Um, so uh, again, career internship advice videos, and they're just really quick, easy to watch, fun videos that they're going to give you all the advice you need. You know, we have videos on how to answer the hardest interview questions or, you know, resume tips, whatever it might be. So definitely look into that ASAP and then log on to internqueen.com. You can create an account for free and search the internships on our site because you never know when something's going to pop up. And then we also have our blog on the site where you can get connected with us. So these are all free resources. There's no patch. Um, companies pay to post their internships on the site. So we don't charge students. The only thing I would charge you for is to go out and run to Barnes & Noble and pick up a copy of my book. But it's uh, under 10 bucks, so I think all the students will be okay. <laughs> What's the name of the book? So I have two books out. Um, so if anybody's listening to this and they are in high school or um, on the earlier side of college or just starting their internship journey, I'd recommend All Work, No Pay. It's <laughs> my internship book. And if you're a grad, if you're, you know, kind of on your second half of college, if you are about to graduate, I'd recommend my book, uh, Welcome to the Real World, which is how to leverage that first, second, or third job after college and really make the most of it. So I think they'll really like, whoever's listening will like uh, both books. And then I do have a third book coming out October 26th, and it's called Get It Together. It's all about time management and productivity. Okay, so now I have a couple questions. So one is, uh, how, do, how do you, I mean, how do you leverage the second or third internship job after the title of your book? How do you do that? How do you do that? Um, I mean, I think, you know, with every internship, you're really building up your skill set. I always tell students to keep a ledger of what they do with their internship because after the fact, I think we all forget sometimes and we're not able to articulate our experiences and accomplishments in, in like the next job and the next job and the next job. So I think that's one thing that you can do. Make sure you're always keeping your resume updated. Um, set informational interviews with people inside of the company that you're not even interning for. So as an example, I was an intern at Fox in the drama development department. I set up informational interviews with the VP of scheduling, the head of PR, you know, use your resources at these internships and make sure that you're networking within your department and also outside of your department because why not? You, you know, you have one foot in the door, why not get the other one in? So um, I think informational interviews are key. And then my other key piece of advice is staying in touch with people. And I always say stay in touch with your professional contacts three times per year you know, once every semester, and uh, just make sure that you're continuing to build and nurture your network, because when it's graduation time, these are all the people that you're going to make your rounds to and say, hey, remember me? Yes, because we've stayed in touch so much. You know, I'm graduating, and I need your help. So um, uh, someone's inner, inner, let's just use Fox, for example, and they're interning at, at Fox. 
uh, and they're in one department, you're saying, hey, you know what? You might as well call up one of the heads of the other department, see if you can't have coffee and, you know, tell about what you do and, you know, expand your network. You're already in Fox. You're already employed or interning at a big company. You might as well try to meet as many people there that could potentially hire you upon graduation or propel you into the next part of being there, right? Like, why why wouldn't you do that? Right. Um, I also am uh, curious if you have any new projects going on. Is there anything you're really excited about right now with your with Interqueen? Yeah, so we are going to launch. Um, well, so I think the two. Uh, I'll give you two things that I'm the most excited about. One is um, my third book that comes out October 26. Get it together. I'm excited about that because it's all about time management and productivity, and that's something that I'm kind of obsessed with. And, you know, some days I'm awesome at it. Some days I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but it's something that I think we're all kind of battling with. I'm excited for, I guess, not, I've had a book come out before, so not necessarily the book release, but just the content and the conversations that it's going to drive. So excited about that. And then we're also going to be launching Career Queen, which is a big sister site to Intern Queen. And it's going to help all of these great students who have used Intern Queen over the past 10 years. It's going to help them um, get connected with career advice and great jobs. Over the last 10 years, have you followed any of the um, students that you've helped got interns and seeing where they're at now? And do you have any big, success, have. Any big success stories yeah, you can share with us? Them. We just did our first business deal with one of our former interns, literally an intern queen intern. She graduated, I want to say she graduated the University of Delaware right around 2012. She used our website, you know, ended up interning for intern queen as like a virtual intern because back in the day we didn't even have offices. And um, she is now a big decision maker at L'Oreal and just greenlit a deal with us um, with uh, the Essie nail polish brand. So... You know, it's really been interesting to watch, like, the lifeline of these users, and, and they're all, I call them, like, they're the decision makers of tomorrow. And so, you know, now when I speak to a group of students, what I usually say to them is, like, stop freaking out about graduation and not being able to get a job. Like, I've already, I've met you before. You get a job after this. Like, this happens for you. You know, I've seen it so many times that they're all working at awesome places all over the world, and, and you know, and... I say we're infiltrating a young America one intern at a time. <laughs> um, be, before we, we part ways, I'm just curious if there's any other advice that you would like to share or also, um, you know, if someone wants to connect with you listening to this podcast, they're like, you know what, I want to, I want to be, I want to meet uh, Lauren or I want to talk to her about the internship or, you know, whatever it might be. What's the best way if they want to connect with you and then uh, any other advice that you might have? Yeah, um, so to connect with me, my personal email is lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at internqueen.com, and I'm happy, you know, if anybody wants to reach out, another great way to um, connect with me is Instagram, at internqueen, and um, yeah, I think my only, like, last piece of advice would be that, you know, I started my own business, it's called Intern Queen, there was obviously nothing like this before I started it. And there's been a lot of rejection along the way. And I think a big misconception about entrepreneurship and life in general is that the rejections are only when you're younger. You know, once you get into the real world, the rejection stops. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm rejected every single day, multiple times a day. And I'm rejected even more today because I put myself out there so much. So 
you know, rejection doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. I believe in the hustle and the strong follow-up game, and I really think that anything is possible. So for anybody listening, you know, you got this. Like, you can do it. I'm happy to help if I can, and uh, please connect with me. It's so great to know that there's people out there like Lauren that are that are giving students and, and people the opportunities uh, that they never had before. And this is an awesome uh, business that's been around for almost 10 years and she's crushing it. So anyways, with that, thank you guys for listening. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast. You can follow our Instagram at Stella Oak Mavens for updates and more information about the podcast.